0: Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann, I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled Romance in Comics. It originally aired February 14th, 2021.
1: So tonight's topic, because it's Valentine's Day, we're going to do a show on romance and comics. And can anybody tell me who really brought romance comics into the forefront? Who really made a splash with it?
2: You're talking about like back in the day. Back in the day. Back back in the day. A little little bit of
1: history here.
2: Little 40s and 50s. Who
1: introduced it as a, as a, a big mainstream seller?
2: Wasn't it Marvel Comics?
1: So far, you're good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was because then Marvel went to superheroes. I'm not going to, is it Stan Lee?
1: Close. (laughs) (laughs) Shortly after World War II, um, the superhero comics kind of fell out of favor because everybody was like so done with them Mm. because the the war was over and everybody was looking for something new. And so comics kind of, started to fall off so uh dc and marvel were looking to bring other genres in to try to prop up failing sales so they started being like sci-fi and and horror and westerns yeah westerns crime and joe simon and jack kirby Mm. actually
2: i was gonna say jack kirby
1: yep they brought in They bought in their flagship romance comic Young Romance and it was took off like a rocket because people were you know after the war they were all happy and you know wanted a little excitement and that romances seemed to do it. Yeah, But but then around the you know the early 70s free love and everything like that and this was the comics code was in effect so you couldn't actually you had to maintain a, a very decorum Type of writing in comics and Those
2: squares.
1: Yeah, they it fell off because they couldn't. Nobody was interested in the fifties type of. of romance. Right.
2: they had to. Know? They had to be very
1: circumspect,
2: family mm-hmm. friendly. I guess yes. you could
1: say romance.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, romance. Com- it's funny because most people think American comics started or got big because of superhero comics. And that's that's not the case. They yeah. maybe got. I mean, there was like crime, romance. Mm-hmm. Was it really made it? Superheroes well, were a niche. To comics. I mean,
3: DC was really yeah. just Detective Comics. Like, yeah, Batman took in. Yeah. We heard of that, but it was a whole slew of hardboiled detective. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I mean, superheroes were big during World War II because we needed our heroes, mm-hmm. right? You know, and it was all patriotism and everything like that. But after the war was over, people people didn't want to think about it anymore. They wanted something new and different, and you know, there was a lot of yep. niches to fill.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember the Old West comics. I think Old West comics are almost on par with romance comics as far as sales. Mm-hmm. I think they were the other one that were really, really big.
1: What was one Because romance
2: that? comics were really huge. And people say, like, you know, were they big? I was like, yeah, they were big until they, they fell very out of favor. Yeah.
1: Until Which the sexual true. revolution, you know?
2: Yeah. And would you think with today now, with the absence of the Comics Code Authority, I mean, we gave oh. that up, what, now, six, seven years ago? Has it been longer that we finally got rid of the Comics Code?
1: Something like that, but it seems like longer than that that we were really pushing the envelope. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: I mean, we were doing but, it in the '90s. Yeah, if you look yeah. at
3: uh, after the '98 reboot when Marvel kind of rebranded himself, you're like, hey, what if murder was just a regular occurrence?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or even, or even outfits. You know, I mean, yeah. they are pushing, really pushing the envelopes. Basically, two band aids and a cork. You know, so mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah, the cork was taped. Oh, hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> Wait, what?
4: I found that I, there's a new costume I did. Some electrical
1: tape. Believe it or not, I didn't come up with that saying. My father used to say that. She's wearing basically nothing but two Band-Aids and a cork. Um, but, but I, I think, I think right. that romance has always been a, 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 a really big part of mm-hmm. comics, even though we kind of got away from romance comics. Speaking of which, yeah. I have done one. Paul Kupperberg has has recently brought back romance comics, and and I've I've done some of that.
2: strange romance comics, romance comics are big, just the manga. They, I mm. think it's a yes. romance yeah. comics. So the demand is there. American comics just either haven't been able to nail it, or they don't really haven't really taken advantage. I think of it. it's if you because the manga side, yeah. It's
3: huge. I think because we've kind of opened up the whatever trade barriers were there and the manga market is so much bigger in America now yeah. that uh, it's been more profitable for businesses to kind of just co-op and get distribution deals with uh, Japanese printers and just they'll have distribution in the United States. Right. So like, I mean like all of the big four have some sort of manga partner and then other other indies
2: too as well. Yeah. Do you, do yeah. you, think,
1: do you think romance in comics is more prevalent outside of the United States?
2: I think so. It could I be, think yeah. even European stuff. Even if you look at European like fantasy comics, mm-hmm. there's usually a romance in the story. I mean, most American comics, even in the in the superhero and adventure stories, there's hardly any romance. I'm not saying there's none. Yeah, there is there, some. There's,
3: Yeah, there's something in there. It's used more as like a the the B or C story. But yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we can get into the whole uh, why superheroes blew back up and the, all the different economic crises that led to that resurgence but right uh other countries i feel like it, it serves more as an ape uh an a story to have the romance and then any sort of fantastic <clears> elements <throat> take the
2: background to that yeah i do too well i mean look at star wars the most yeah. cool, you know the you know romance you know han solo and princess leia i mean and is there a need for romance comics so strangers in paradise mm. you know that was huge and i think elf quest was big because of the romance i mean if you <laughs> take the romance out of elf quest I mean, there's still quests. quest there, still, but that was a huge component mm-hmm. of that story. So I think romance is still in demand. Either American comics are not willing to pull the plug or they don't really know what to do. But every time I've seen romance stories that are well-written come in, they become popular. I mean, at least I, I read them.
1: What's your favorite uh, romantic storyline, Roberta?
5: Oh, well, I always... Followed uh, Elektra and Daredevil, oh, yeah, yeah, crazy iconic,
1: iconic couple. Yeah, yeah,
5: iconic. I mean, she dies. He's crazy. They're on. They're off. It. it just. It's. You know, I think well, one of the one of the major threads of interest in that storyline was just the push and the
1: pull of those two. Yeah. And, and of course, the all time. I think the all time first couple of comics would have to be clark kent and lois lane right yeah yeah Yeah. definitely so do you guys think when did they jump the shark in that romance
2: you mean when did they get rid of it or whatever you mean
1: well when do you do you think they ever that whole storyline ever jumped the shark all right let's let's put it this way uh you know what ust is right unresolved sexual tension or the mm-hmm. moonlighting the moonlighting yeah, yeah.
6: effect yeah. don't yeah.
1: you agree that it's more interesting in comics to to have this long build-up of unresolved sexual tension and then once the guy gets the girl a lot of people lose interest they think mm-hmm. it's jumped the shark
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. tv shows a classic yeah. yeah yeah that's you know. true. um but comics it's like you're gonna have to pull the trigger eventually and, and that's a fine line because it's like how long do you push that tension before or people just get tired of it? Uh, and like, okay, yeah. we don't care. Uh, I think,
3: well, we kind of talked about that a little bit on the Wednesday show, but I think the main issue we had with it was actually that it they let Lois' character stagnate. They, she can mm-hmm. only show up to the scoop so many times and have Superman rescue her so many times before that storyline happens, and then after they get together, and that storyline continues to happen. And yeah. it took a while for Lois to have any sort of agency. So I think... Um, we, it, it was always fun to have UST, and then at some point, you switch out writers or whatever, and they say to make a change and resolve that. There needs to be some sort of other character development to have the love interest also be, be as interesting to develop that, to warrant that extra time on page. Yeah. Also, uh, Tommy Kasisi, uh, say hi, and yeah. uh, Tommy's calling me a traitor. <laughs>
4: yeah but like a day
2: trader not like a trader yeah he like, told me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's it's, what he
3: meant i didn't mean that game stonk
2: games you know it's funny i remember i think it was it might have been joker sada was doing an interview about spider-man when they did the new day i think his new day <laughs> <laughs> or something where they they undid his marriage to mary jane Yeah, yeah and it was something like because when he finally married Mary Jane, like the interest lowered or something. yeah, exactly. And so they they split it up again to add that it will, they won't they mm-hmm. get back together. You know, it, it's a question. Can romance stories, romance stories, can they work in an ongoing serialized, you know, storytelling like comics? I think they, they can, but most romance stories, I mean, you want to see the ending. I mean, does he get, I mean, get with the girl or mm-hmm. not. And then that ends. I mean because like like you said once somebody gets together in a serialized comic what else can you really do with that except break them up again. Right. And yet
1: there are exceptions because yeah. from the very beginning Reed Richards and mm-hmm. was always together with uh, a Sue
2: Storm. <laughs> Sue Storm. Yeah.
1: You know and they've uh, they they weren't married at the beginning but they have been married for so long you're like the 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 quintessential married couple in comics yeah. and they work. Yeah. But then you get you get somebody that's really popular, and I think half the fun is the person who they're romancing doesn't know that they have a secret identity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think also the the Fantastic Four. I think also. I mean, since they're more of a family unit, do you think the family? I mean, at the different, not so much like I think there's romantic love, but more like family love. And sometimes, like, when people think of Fantastic Four, like, we're being rich as then we're married because it's a family. It's that family aspect. And I wonder if you take away the family mm. aspect and put it back in the romantic, then you eventually have to break them up again. Like, people are like, well, of course you want them to be together. Yeah. They're a family. Yeah. But if a couple's together romantically, then how do you, you know, you want some sort of drama or something. Yeah. Um, not to bring back to Marvel, because
3: we did that a ton on um, Wednesday, <laughs> but uh, Cassisi in chat says uh, Jean Grey and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I is...
4: prefer Wolverine and Storm over Wolverine and Jean Grey because mm-hmm. it was just it just seemed like more natural.
2: Yeah, I quit reading the X Men after Claremont ended uh, a while after that. So, I didn't Scott get together with, like Emmer Frost for a while. Yes,
3: he. Uh, so I actually uh, I read a bit of Claremont, but I really got into X Men with uh, Lobdell and Brewbreaker, which is heresy okay, for yeah, some yeah. people, but. Um, <sighs> uh the relationship with Jean Grey, which has been brought back, um, kind of like what Barbara's saying, they do, I think they do really a really good job of uh, having the stagnation be broken once they pull the trigger, and mm-hmm. making them a couple, because Jean Grey either has the potential of going full nuclear, if the Phoenix Force ever comes back to Earth, <laughs> or yeah. in the current setup, they give him that family dynamic, because uh, Cable is back, and he's younger, Timeline, whatever, but they have a full family dynamic where it's the Summers family, and it's well, they need to stay together because they have this family to take care of. In addition to superhero yeah. duties,
1: but if you I've do, been... but if you look online, like Scott Summers and Emma Frost is one of the most hated couples <laughs> out there. <laughs> I, 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 just... I, I
3: I I love it because it doesn't make sense, but it does because the whole thing was Emma's like I I'm e- I'm borderline
2: evil, so if you go above me, you're going too far, Scott. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I never, I just know they got together. Like I said, I never read much of the, the romance. Mm. And I just took it as like, that's the opposite effect of like the straight guy and he likes the bad girl. Yeah. So that the opposites attract. That's what I took the idea. But I always liked the actually the Colossus and Kitty Pride romance, which is rarely touched so, upon in the comics. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of touch on them here and there, but not not really. They're kind of in the well, background. There
4: was, I mean, how, how was Colossus when
2: he met Kitty? And he was like a teenager, Colossus, I yeah, would say, that was, mid-twenties. Uh, That's right
3: after him and Ileana essentially escaped the circus. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think it was Colossus liked the idea of possibly corrupting a minor, maybe. I don't know. No. <laughs> he was. She was young. She was supposed to be yeah, like... Yeah, she like, was young. Yeah. She was like 13 yeah.
4: or 14.
2: Yeah. And they kind of go on and off. It's funny, I just, I've been reading some... I haven't read X-Men comics in years. I'm reading uh, Hickman's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, this thing, I mean, I, I like it, and I, you know, the one thing that's weird, though, it's still weird to, to see the characters the same age. Like, I read it with Kitty Price like, she's still the same age. Well, and they, they talk about, that's, and that's uh, comics. That's just comics for you. Yeah. But it still seems weird when it's like, well, now, what's our future going to be like? And I'm thinking back of all the stories I've read on, on her. And she's like, she's had, what, 10, 20 years worth of stories? I think they've aged Kitty Pryde so a little Something, bit yeah. yeah i think
4: she just has yeah, a young she's look an adult her. now she's yeah adult, see, she's
3: man. been an adult for a while but yeah uh when classes came to the united states he was like 18 or 19 and yeah uh, essentially he's supposed to be like a senior in high school and then
2: was that what it is okay <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but did you guys ever talk about the Bro gambit romance that's been on and off they've been doing that for years i think they've been I, I just appreciate how, oh, like,
3: the the one note Barb gave us at the start was, you guys talked a lot about Marvel, and here we are. I know, said. and I, I, didn't,
1: I didn't say we couldn't talk about sure. Marvel, yeah. I just said I wanted to cover other aspects yes. besides Marvel.
3: It's, just, uh, it's I, I've made it very uh, jokingly apparent that X-Men is my second religion to Star Wars.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've read the X-Men for years. The only other, now, I, I have lots of romance and comics, but I don't no, you guys. I mean, there's. You guys don't read
1: Appleseed, do you? Or I watched it. No, wait talk about it. Talk, Go about, ahead it. talk about
2: it. The and Brarios, and I never could say his last name right, Brarios. Yeah, I watched the um, adaptation. He's he, yeah, he's a cyborg, and they've had a romance going. And for what I've gathered from the book I think he has all his function organs. Uh, okay. But she's the she, she's the point man. And I think he's the backup <laughs> yeah. military wise and uh, they've been on and off forever so he's
1: fully functional
2: (laughs) yeah well he he was human that well because you wondered that because he was actually in world war three and he was actually hurt and they rebuilt him so he's all his internal organs and brains but he's pretty much like a cyborg but he's not metal his skin is not metal it's like a, a sort of rubber sort of like testing the to touch yeah it's not supposed if you see him so he does have he actually can eat and stuff but you do wonder if all of his organs are and I think they did say that he is functional so they can consummate a romance not just have the romance there that which is true. a big which is kind of a big deal sometimes oh, I mean what was the thing even in, in uh, war movies all the guys always worry about losing their Reproductive organs, because I mean, you want to have kids. I mean, that can take away your ability to have kids. So yeah.
4: Really? I
2: never. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, uh, well,
4: how about, I must yeah. be watching the wrong war movies.
2: You never seen that, like in Band of Brothers and stuff.
6: Ooh.
2: Yeah. Did you ever seen the scene where he gets shot and he's all like, and and one guy's like checking him over. He's like, "Don't worry." He like he like tears off his pants. Like, "Don't worry, it's all intact." And the guy's like, "Okay, thank you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that was always a worry. But that's one of the romance I grew up with is Deion and Nebrios. Yeah, but he quit this it was supposed to be ten volumes long, but he got the half the volume five and he quit. Mm. He didn't do it anymore.
1: How about so, bone?
2: What? How
1: about bone?
2: Bone, bone. <laughs> unrequited love between phone bone and and
1: uh, <laughs> and a human.
2: Oh yeah <laughs>
1: crushed species there. Bone I, I bone. Th- I
2: think she should have gone for it. I mean,
1: why <laughs> not? not.
4: It is an interdimension, interdimensional relationship. Let's call it that.
2: Well, it was so funny because they never. I always thought it was so weird that they put like humans in there, and the phone bones looked like cartoon characters. Like they kind of were. And it's like, perfectly normal. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't have. I mean, phone bone was actually he didn't wear any clothes. Mm-mm. But then, like phony bone wore a shirt, and then like I think smiley bone wore a vest. And that was it. And they never showed any female bones, so I had no idea if they even had female versions of bones. I don't think he even... They're mentioned. like dwarves. Yeah. And he never showed build too. He said, like, they said, you ever going to? And he's like, no, it'll never be as impressive as the people think it is, so I'm never going to show it. He just talked about it. Uh, but what was... It was Thorn, right? Wasn't that... Thorn. Thorn, yeah. So, and, and they got it. The...
1: He was... Oh, Thorn.
2: Oh, God. That was, that was a great romance. Then she end up meeting like a prince or something that she actually it's been a while since i've read bone in a while i have like one of the actual hardbacks that was like only a thousand or made it's my my little so i don't read it that much I either buy another version so i keep that safe
1: there's also the quintessential triangle of archie and betty and veronica yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's and I, I think that was part of the thing that was so fun about that was that he couldn't make up his mind, you know? So there was always these, and, and the, the weird thing was Betty and Veronica palled around. They were friends and it's like, they're all in love with the, with the same guy. You know, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, They're both in love with the same guy and he can't make up his mind. I, I think I would have been a little pissed off by myself, but.
2: I did read a comic called Sunstone that was pretty good romance wise, little BDSM, but it was a a romance comic uh, first, I think it did two volumes Yeah, it's an image comic Yeah, I can't remember the guy who does it, he's he's done a lot of Marvel stuff now, the artist who does it Uh, I can't remember his name I can't pronounce
4: it, so don't
2: Yeah, yeah I'm actually going through and thinking about because I actually do read a lot of comics that have romance in them, and I read a lot of non. I think all material. right. Let
1: me throw out some couples, and everybody gets to comment on them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's your impression of Clark Kent and Lois Lane?
4: I prefer Clark Kent and uh, Wonder Woman.
1: I uh, see. Now that's a really hated yeah, couple.
4: Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, don't know because it actually makes more sense.
6: Yeah.
5: I bet you were better. Um. Well, I think I wish I wish she could do more. I think um, I, you know, like you were alluding to that there was kind of a, a played outness to the um, to the amount of storyline that they could give her with the scenario of, of what she's interested in. She's the you continual know? damsel in distress. I would like to have seen her decide to have a little bit of change in her life. Mm-hmm. To be a couple with him.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So uh, I think I was
5: disappointed in
1: that couple. I, yeah. so would you have preferred Clark and Wonder Woman or well, Superman and Wonder Woman? Eh,
5: I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I just I just wish she was a little bit uh, more interesting.
3: I think at uh, the same problem as Roberta's I wish uh, I, I get Lois I just wish she had a little more agency yeah I, I just wish Lois did more other than need to be rescued and
1: yeah she's a little one-dimensional yeah mm.
4: <laughs> which is why Wonder Woman works so much better in that in, in having a relationship with the most powerful man in DC because then she's not that thing he has to worry about
2: mm yeah he's
4: she's that one who's actually got his back which is why when you look at her how she's got her his back in the injustice universe or alternate reality of the things they're pretty badass
2: what would you do? You ever think it would have been interesting if they would have had a Kryptonian female survivor that he got with? Would that have been something you guys would be on board with? That way they're technically matched. If she, yeah. may, maybe. Nah. If she, uh,
3: if she was doing her maybe. own thing,
2: maybe. Because I think like all the all the other Kryptonians on Earth aren't they are related to his Superman in some way or another? I they're think she's
5: just... the only one that that has a tie to Earth. So if you had yeah. someone that's Kry- Kryptonian. They might want to do something else.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: Okay, next one. Black canary and green arrow.
6: Yeah.
4: Black canary plays <laughs> for their yeah. time. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and why's that?
4: It's green arrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. We have some strong. He, he's a leprechaun hawkeye. <laughs> he's the
2: leprechaun <laughs> he's actually the straight up Errol Flynn version of the archers yeah he's a wannabe Robin Hood he is Robin Hood
1: so who should Black Canary be with then
2: Wonder Woman
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh,
5: like, a, I'm I mean, just thinking John's
2: like everything's on? Wonder Woman just just keep that well, in your hands every,
5: for everything <laughs>
1: Keeps coming back Wonder to Wonder Woman.
4: But why does why does why does she have to be with anybody? True.
1: Well, they're they're one of the main quintessential couples in in the comics. They've been written together for like ages.
4: She's a better fighter, and she's actually got a power. All he does is drag her
1: down. All right. So why does <laughs> it have to be about the power? Why can't they just simply love each other?
4: Does, does Oliver actually really
3: love anything? <laughs> no, now, now I need to work on a nihilist version of Green Arrow the John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, of the DC couples, they're the exception of like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. I think they're the one I I, I get the most. It's because they both have kind of the similar-ish baggage. Uh, and they don't need to save each other. They work well together, but they can, they can do their own things and they each have their own motivations. There's agency on both sides, um, and so when they're it's together, it's not as oh god, they have to save they have to save this person again.
1: Yeah, and that brings me to my, my my next couple was Poison Ivy and uh, Harley Quinn.
2: I didn't even know they were a couple. So yeah. I'll let you guys they were, answer yeah, like this. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they're a couple. They,
3: after uh, uh, everyone, after, after all the hot topic kids uh, made DC make Harley Quinn a hero, and then they finally listened to the criticism on Harley Quinn and Joker being uh, one of the extremely
1: abusive, one of the worst
3: <laughs> possible relationships for anyone to be in. They're like, what if this happened? And everyone's like, "Yes, actually, thank you." They they come in with similar baggage, but they're not. Beholden to that baggage, and they both walk in that they're same actually, sort of moral gray it area. Gives
5: them a lot more in common.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah, and yeah. they they're they're a little protective of each other.
3: Yeah, uh, it's they're very adorable in their non-giant uh, mallet vine whippy moments.
4: Yeah, they have layers.
3: Yeah, there's. And I
1: was always kind of freaked out at how how <sighs> popular Joker and Harley Quinn were. It was like you're it's you're it's weird it's a sick <laughs> I, sick relationship and you guys are like yay
2: well look at well it's basically a bonnie and clyde i mean bonnie and clyde's infamous mm-hmm. for being a criminal couple that's literally to me i saw that's what i saw right. the joker and harley quinn is a bonnie and clyde thing that's like, i feel like that's what a lot of people get into
3: it kind of um at surface level, but mm-hmm. uh as you see more of what joker did to Harley to essentially turn her into Harley Quinn. Well, the- yeah, that's oh, yeah. complete <laughs> manipulation. But yeah. w- w- what I, um, I see more in uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, even though they are heroes in new DC timeline, I do see more of that um, Bonnie and Clyde aspect where uh, if they were to rob a bank, they would do it together. One wouldn't force the other one to do
2: it. Right. They're kind of in cahoots. But yeah. he turned her kind of like, I guess, to the criminal. Their mm-hmm. criminal lifestyle. Yeah. Do any of you guys read Invincible or read Invincible?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I read that was the first, volume. first but, volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Adam and Eve is another couple in there that I really like. Yeah. So I know yeah. the TV show starting like what next month?
1: Right. Okay. So why do you like them?
2: Um, they actually because it, the, well they ended the story and I liked them because it was kind of like they got together, Invincible, Adam and Eve, and then they didn't. And then they ventured. it was just like a, when they were together, it was just kind of like they stuck together and eventually had a family. So it actually, most comics follow like a natural course of like a relationship. Like, yeah, we're together, we're staked together, growing a family. And then they eventually, he he quits the superhero business. And uh, there's more to the story now. I'm not giving that much away. And then they they settle down. Which I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then they follow through with the whole romantic sort of situation. There was no real drama Afterwards, they were together yeah, and yeah. kind of stayed together. You
3: follow their life and career of like a healthy relationship in real time. Exactly, they're done it's a little it's different. Yeah. For they don't have to unage your characters for fifty years and figure out new ways to inject drama.
4: Right. Oh, uh, Miracle Man and Big Barda.
1: That was my next one. <laughs> Miracle Man and Big Barda. Yeah.
4: I think that's one of the like I, the one that has the most humor because Miracle Man just gives zero. Like any kind of care to, to the way Darkseid thinks about him.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. like Big Barda. No, yeah. I think she kicks ass <laughs> myself,
4: but I don't think Miracle Man gets as much credit as he should.
2: Yeah,
6: yeah.
4: I, I also... know Big
2: Barda. I didn't know they were a couple. I didn't know that, but then again, I, I read I read very intermittently. I read whatever I get kid? from the library,
4: they had a kid under the in the Tom King
2: run, didn't they?
1: I don't know. I just always I always liked it because um, she was n- she was definitely not the submissive type. Uh, they had an equal, either an equal relationship, or she a- she was actually the dominant one in the couple. I thought. yes
2: I don't know I don't know I don't know your father yeah. Yeah, I'm not too super familiar with them so I, I um, with it actually
4: in, in most cases yes she was probably the more dominant because she was the more uh, take charge personality the miracle man was. Miracle Man was def- is definitely more let me analyze the situation how and see how best to take care
1: of. Them. she was just like let's smash them. All right. How about Peter Parker and Mary Jane? Like them or not? Um, or did you prefer I, I, Gwen Stacy?
3: I, I'm I am a Gwen Stacy uh, ride yeah. or die. <laughs> I, I I was kind of more of a Gwen Stacy, but yeah. Um, and, and we don't acknowledge the Norman Osborn retcon. Um, <laughs> Norman Osborn
1: and Gwen Stacy.
3: That was, that or, was oh Mary Jane. there's a there's a there's a weird retcon uh, that happened uh, fairly recent timeline where uh Gwen Stacy had more or less an affair uh with Norman Osborn while she's with Peter and I don't think I know anyone who has read any Marvel comics that actually gives that run any sort of credit
1: (laughs) but there's another one that's on the list of the most hated romances is Gwen Stacy and Norman Osborn
3: yeah but uh uh Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker uh Uh, I mean, they were just too perfect, if that makes sense. It was great because you're like, oh, our boy Pete's, you know, he has something great in his life and then it gets stolen. And they don't, it's the opposite resolve in making it a permanent relationship and then trying to find ways to inject drama or change something. Like, it's within his grasp and then it's resolved by taking it away forever. And uh, if you're doing it, I mean, as, as long as characters die in comics, but... Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, but as far as like uh, having a relationship resolve in permanence, but still have it have a fond memory or have some sort of imp- like long term impact, I feel like that was one of the missed examples. But I don't think anyone can do it now since it has already happened, and everyone would just immediately think, "Oh, this is derivative of Gwen Stacy." So why
1: was? When you put the two of them up together, MJ and Gwen Stacy, what made Gwen Stacy more attractive as a storyline than MJ for a love interest? Was MJ just boring?
3: Uh, MJ just seemed, I mean,
4: Tempest has a thing for blondes.
6: <laughs>
3: well i won't say you're wrong but um <laughs> the uh, as mj got more developed um i don't know if it's just like the writer at the time um but she ended up developing more toxic traits or just developed in such a way that it became more of a um and, and not in a way that You know, you get the therapy storyline. It was the, um, she just ended up becoming either the damsel in distress recurring or, um, she became the antagonist to Peter trying to go out and be Spider-Man. Uh, and it ended up just serving to kind of annoy readers in the comic rather than having them root for her character to do stuff. They wanted her to stop doing stuff. They wanted her to become a non-character because her, the way her character developed was in a way that felt unnatural for where they were heading. Um, and so the character didn't serve the plot, the plot didn't serve the character, and it just kind of felt weird at a the time. They have since kind of made things better, especially post-House of M. Uh, but at the time, it just... Whereas when Gwen Stacy developed, she seemed to develop in a way that made more sense for working alongside Peter as opposed to working against him. And so, and I haven't read too much of uh, Mary Jane's uh, relationship with Peter since um, that kind of turned me off. So I assume they fixed, they, they did something to make her more of a character that isn't a semi-antagonist.
1: A little bit too abrasive? Wasn't it necessarily
3: that your character is abrasive, it's just that um, action's... She took actions contrary to character and in a way ended up doing more damage to the relationship with Peter. As opposed okay. to Gwen, in my opinion.
1: All right. Hank, Pym as Ant-Man, and the Wasp. All right.
2: I only know their relationship. I read The Ultimates. That's the one and that was a rocky relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he yeah. was like a, an abuser in that one. He's, I don't he's know if an
6: ab- he
3: Yeah. And in, in main storyline, main timeline, too, he is to a point where I think <laughs> he, he has not really been brought into any stuff recurring. He's just stayed old Hank most of the time. And they've stuck with Scott Lane a lot because Hank's character is not just abusive towards a wasp, but abusive towards everyone. And so yeah. when you also put a character who people like as much as a wasp in that thing, you're like, why is he a hero? He doesn't feel like it. He feels uh, like he's yeah. much more of a detriment to the people in his life.
1: Anybody else? Yeah, I, I, uh, I think they brought in Scott Lang to fix the situation.
2: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, break it out a little bit. So, so anyone here watch watch Robotech when they were a kid?
1: Oh
5: yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. would you think Lisa Hayes or Min May?
5: Min May,
2: Min, oh, was uh, really uh, She
5: was annoying. I'll give her. You, really, <laughs> you're, you're you're
2: the first. Most people go Lisa Hayes. Although I'm a Lisa Hayes person. You thought Lisa was annoying? Yeah.
5: No, I thought Min May was annoying. But oh I yeah. liked her better. Does that but, make sense? <laughs> <laughs> she was annoying, but I I liked her.
2: Yeah, she was. She was supposed to be like she super young. She was. She was the rock star, whatever. And at the end. I yeah. did think it was funny at the very end when the world's basically being destroyed. He's like, sorry, babe, we got to break up. I'm like, why are you guys just all hugged together? I mean, you're all yeah. going to die, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, no. And I think he ended up marrying Lisa Hazen, like, later after the series and stuff, later on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you're the, uh, you're the first. My, I have a friend who just, like, every time I bring up Minmay, he's just like, no, no, no. <laughs> She's just... <laughs>
1: Eats her with a passion, only like,
2: poor min May. she's not that bad well, it's like, yeah I used
5: to used to try and figure out how sing her songs when she doesn't sing in English, and it makes no sense yeah <laughs> uh,
2: oh yeah that's that was like kind of that was kind of when I was growing up. that was a classic love triangle I think when I watched mm-hmm. cartoons was the Robotech min May, Lisa Hayes. it was a
5: good poll I thought it was you know, it was
2: I think of any others i think in the comic books wasn't like snake eyes and scarlet like a couple i don't think they were i know one. the
4: baroness of destro was yeah were they okay yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: how about juggernaut and she-hulk was actually yeah a <laughs> <Seriously>? <laughs> i know
4: i know she-hulk and thor had a flame and...
1: yeah i saw it with yeah, that did, but yeah, yeah. this yeah. Was, so... the
4: one was steamy
1: yeah but
4: uh
3: yeah <laughs> wait was that before or after juggernaut lost
2: the demon stone
4: i think that was
2: i mean i would think like you know at least they can handle yeah
3: other. yeah right but i mean also it's super because she is also incredibly well educated
2: <laughs> yeah and juggernaut's just like basically hey, there's like, a boy from brooklyn yeah. yeah, he's just a boy from Brooklyn. He's a boy from and Brooklyn who,
3: couple. who picked up a demon stone. And is like, I am big
2: now, and th- nothing can stop me. was <laughs> what, what was he a full brother or step brother? The Xavier wasn't he a full brother? Uh, step step brother. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All
3: right. Yeah. Go ahead. I think in that same in the same vein uh at a later time though was uh the possibility which is currently ongoing of um the uh Carol Danvers uh got and um Eddie Brock as venom now now <laughs> a hero and uh, uh, so now since uh, Annie ended up leaving Eddie um after they had their kid um and Eddie' is now a single dad and Uh, looks very rugged all the time, because his main thing is he just always dies and nearly gets beaten up whenever he deals with... because all of his enemies now are so much more powerful than him, and he's like, I don't know how I'm doing this. But Carol's super into that rugged, nearly, like, half-dead look, apparently. So... (laughs) (laughs) So every time he walks into, like, Avengers mansion or whatever, Carol's like, hey, Eddie, you're looking real good. I like that beard. (laughs) So She-Hulk is now just trying to, like, get Carol in the back room, like, no, stop thirsting over him. So I... That's the same kind of tension where it's at UST, where, but it's in such an adorable way where you want to see it happen, but also you just want to see the
2: jokes continue on for so long. Right, and then trying to get the other... <laughs> yeah. Well, then, uh, then Carol Danvers like date Tony Stark for a while or something, or was it Captain Rhodey. America? It was Rhodey. was yeah. Rhodey,
1: yeah. Uh, okay. She was in love with Rhodey. Mm-hmm.
2: That was War Machine, right? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, okay.
3: And then she ended up dating Star-Lord for a bit, and now she's single and thirsting after Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> On to
5: the next conquest. The yeah.
1: Yes. Well, here's here's one that will definitely squick you. If you don't know what squick is, is one yeah. yeah. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch.
5: Oh uh, Quicksilver. Oh. Mm, the brother and sister.
1: Yeah. That's
5: not good.
6: It's not <laughs> at <laughs> all. <laughs> Was that was that was
3: that main timeline or alternate timeline?
4: That was the first timeline. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: always thought was... I always thought it was funny. No one brought that up with Magneto. Hey, Magneto, your kids are like, you know, like like <laughs> together. It's, it's, they're not my kids. That's when he, that's why he doesn't talk about it. Maybe I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, right. Because okay,
3: so I remember because they had to do that whole thing. Where they 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 did the weird thing that you instead of just. Wiping it under the carpet, which you should do. Just say, like, hey, okay, that never happened. That was older timeline. Yeah. Whatever, it's comics. We can do whatever we want. They tried to justify it because they had a whole plot line where they found out that Scarlet Witch and Squicksilver were not in factually Magneto's kids. They were like separate test tube babies.
1: <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> matter. It's like, but not no. <laughs> they, I, think, I think the timeline with, that they did that in, they were just like toxically codependent with yeah. each other.
2: There's a part of me I wondered why they kill Quicksilver in the in that Avengers movie. That's probably more because the Quicksilver is an X-Men. Well, but you are, if, are, like, if well, we just kill him off really quick, we don't have to worry about the whole incest. Have, story line. Have, have, you, have you watched WandaVision yet? No, I don't. That's, you can go ahead and tell me all you want. I don't. Really uh,
3: well, concerned. I don't know. If, well, we're at the. Uh, I don't know if we're at the week-long spoiler roll yet. <laughs> But, uh, uh the new set just came out Friday. Yeah, the, 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 yeah uh, came uh, in
2: Friday.
3: more than one of them. But if you're, if you, uh, also I'll point this out. If you were to go to uh, Marvel uh, or Disney Plus in the Marvel section now, where yeah. you have the canon Marvel movies, they now have what's listed as Legacy Marvel, which has X One, X Two, Days of the Future Past, and Apocalypse, as well as the Fantastic Four movies, <laughs> right
2: next to the current MCU.
5: That's
2: weird. Legacy. I guess just legacy is non MCU movies, I guess. Iron yes. Iron or Iron Man one probably. <laughs> or they are uh, I mean if
3: you I mean the so the way the way they did it is when they uh, required um they were Norton Hulk. That's technically the first movie in the MCU even though it's not treated as such. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to the point even like I think they even mentioned stuff from some stuff from Ang Lee's Hulk, which is criminally underrated. Yeah. Uh, but, I actually liked that one. I know yeah. nobody
2: liked that. Yeah, I thought it was cool.
3: But uh, so now that they've required these titles and they've put them in the same directory as the MCU, and they have TV shows going up in that same directory, some characters are cast, <laughs> and uh, so uh, with the getting sh- and uh, I don't think it was planned when they killed off Quicksilver in Ultron, but. Going into Infinity War, this their acquisition of Fox is already planned, and as they were negotiating, so things have been planned since and have been further developed in the TV shows.
2: Okay, yeah, so that's awesome. It's great. Interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just
3: I, I hopefully hopefully avoided spoilers for the viewing audience.
1: No, I had <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus. I didn't realize that I could get the legacy movies. Yeah. I haven't looked at that. Far. All
4: right, I have one. Okay, and. I'm gonna see how people work around it. Because it's an image couple.
6: Mm.
4: Susie and John.
2: Susie and
3: John. Oh. Uh something uh R-rated criminals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I never
2: read that comic. But I heard it's supposed to be really good. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts.
1: <laughs> What do you like about apparently,
4: it? Apparently a certain uh, act can cause time to stop.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that then they, makes they time
3: criminal. stop? When a man loves yeah. a woman, they freeze time and go commit crime. <laughs> yeah, they
2: go commit crime.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Oh, okay. it's, it's, I, i've heard of it the concept as yeah. a weird concept to be sure you know? I'm yeah sure
1: many men would love to freeze time at that specific point but
3: all right well she, she mm-hmm. also has that power so it's yes the, they both do yeah yes so when they do it together it's amplified
1: so like do <laughs> they have a certain um... amount of time that they have to or this yeah.
3: yes is yeah it... is it 40 minutes or something like that
1: that's no, not
5: not much time uh, to cause a lot of damage. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on
1: a, a where you do it, I suppose. If you do it in well, the well, it's, next- it's, it's it's not this, it's not the act, but it's that
4: one thing that happens that women say that, or some women have said. Let me rephrase that. They've never had. Ah, uh, <laughs> But it.
3: yeah, once that once that moment happens, they have the the, the, the timer starts and they have until, right? Uh, yeah, to go out and commit crime. <laughs> but why
5: crime? <laughs>
3: That's I mean, well, it's. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's. That's part of the story. I mean, yeah. yeah. Came up with this.
4: Somebody, somebody who, somebody who actually got the got image to publish. <laughs> who's, who's the writer?
1: Who's the writer?
3: And uh, was it was it Steen, uh, the perpetrator of certain Tatric acts?
2: <laughs> I can't remember. Is the series done? or Is it still going?
3: I believe it's done. Is it? Uh, okay. you can get. Let me see here. I always do my shows with Comicsology open in the background because it's great for research. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, do you want to see some coloring? I finally finished yeah, a, yeah. a page.
2: I, page. I have a screen. I had the screen share on. I think for that um, anyone, uh, multiple participants can share simultaneously. So I'd assume you can probably try to share. I can try.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. It was written by Matt Fraction and uh, yeah, it ran.
6: Uh, and it was illustrated by Chip. Yeah.
5: I don't know. There's Open system three.
1: preferences. Oh, shoot. So, why don't you think anybody uh, like Batman just never seems to destined to? settle down i mean yeah there's selena kyle yeah and, he almost married but he never ever he's like a lone wolf he never because really crime ever, never
2: sleeps barbara
1: well you would think if anybody would understand <laughs> selena kyle would
6: yeah
4: yeah or batwoman
1: or somebody you know
4: or uh what's it. her name uh what's his uh, what's her name's
2: correct damien's mom Oh mm. the uh not Rajiv Ghoul's uh daughter yeah Yeah uh, Talia is it Talia? Talia Yeah, yeah Talia Yeah doesn't he kill actually, her like he, twice? She'd he, to
4: understand more than Selena would actually
3: Yeah uh, well yeah. I mean that's one of the main things I always go to with Batman storylines is the fact that he is a self-destructive person uh mm-hmm. and yeah. so I think that they always try to play that in into relationships that even though you would get someone like Sinekal or Talia. even <laughs> People who you imagine would be very hard to do something that would shock them into ending your relationship. You somehow managed to do it.
2: Um,
1: he he yeah. also always self-sabotages his relationships. Mm-hmm. Is that what
2: yeah. You're saying? yeah. So were there any couples that you guys that had sexual tension but you hoped would not get together because you didn't think there would be a match?
6: Wow.
2: Well, I mean, well, I think my...
3: Not so much that would be a think- match, but uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark, and Pepper Potts. It, it, there's, that power dynamic
2: is awkward. <laughs> this is a non-comic <laughs> one, but I, I, I never wanted Scully to get it, to get together with Moulder, even though they mm. did. I don't know why. I just always liked them better as just working professionals. But they, oh, there and, was a
1: there was a perfect example of a long-running oh, series, yeah. that yeah. had. Everybody that had the uh unresolved sexual tension until like and the last episode
2: the yeah. last episode and then i think in one of the movies they showed them living together yeah and then and then he then they break up so it was like even remote relationship was like very minor um the other one that was classic when i was uh growing up did you guys ever watch norton exposure at all no no okay yeah there was that was another one that was joel and maggie and that show was another one that was a big like are they are they not and then when they finally got together they kind of they did get them together and then there were such fire and ice that they eventually kind of but strangely enough the guy who was part of that show left and they kind of destroyed the show so it was almost like once they resolved the sexual tension and brought in somebody else to continue the show the show just died Mm -hmm. Which is weird. Like 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 you would think, like, like with x files like if you get rid of the sexual tension, I still think x files would succeed, other shows, but are there certain shows that once you resolve that sexual tension is the show
1: over? It dumps the about, shark.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
1: In in Lord of the Rings, they if you read the original books, there isn't a lot of romance because yeah, it's written movies- in a time. Yeah, it, it was written in a time when when uh, it was more misogynistic and and you know women weren't that that powerful, mm-hmm. but they they actually changed the movie to bring in uh, romantic elements and uh, couples. And yeah. I, I thought that was kind of I, personally, I didn't like that.
2: I think that Aragorn and uh, the Elf, Elf Lady, Elven erwin what was the other ones when didn't they do one in the hobbit oh yeah the uh the little dwarf guy oh that, that that was weird yeah but that was in the books i mean all <laughs> most was- of that stuff was all just made up for the movie yeah. yeah
1: it was made up for the movie and i and I, i'm a purist i want to stick to the books you know and i and they were bringing that in to make to make a statement i suppose to for to empower women and i'm all for empowering women don't get me wrong because i mean you know i'm a woman and everything but I'm also a purist, and, and I, I didn't believe in changing the book just to be PC. I don't know. That would b- probably make I, I'll probably, I I'll probably get hate that. mail. I'll probably get hate mail for that. But I, no, I your totally hate mail. Agree if you with you with want. You. It's not necessary
5: to change it.
3: Yeah, I, you get changing problematic elements, but I don't know if there's anything that's like really problematic about the Lord of the Rings because it was just guys go off and die and hobbits yeah <laughs> i mean it's,
1: uh, if there was like serious racism or something like that yeah. in it that's one thing but bringing in a female just to throw in a female doesn't make sense to me
3: it almost gets a, yeah. i, I like to but there are certain elements where like you see that happen and it becomes more of a token character
1: yeah that's just that that's uh, just, that's what i felt kind of um yeah. insulted
2: yeah Strange. I have, I have two friends that actually think the movies did better than the books and they've read the, and I don't know. I've, i I've never, I've read, the, I've never read the books, mm. but I know it, you know, enough about them, but, but it, it's weird. I see people like you who are like, no, the books. And then I have two friends like, no, I think the movies actually did better.
1: As somebody who has been a token female, <laughs> I, I feel insulted that they brought in token females, you know, to... Uh,
2: Tolkien, to- Token mm-hmm. is that a pun, Barb?
1: That mm-hmm. is, oh my God. <laughs> I was thinking, when you
2: first said it, I'm like, Tolkien, oh, Tolkien, got it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, see, we have a female artist. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been there, you know, and, and it's yeah. kind of insulting to to bring it in. Mm. I, I would have preferred if they would have stuck to the original script.
3: Yeah, I at least like that they gave them agency and their own choices to make. There you go. Uh, I mean, uh, Eowyn, um and, oh, I forgot her name. The one from the Rohirrim.
2: Oh, um, the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, Because yeah. Um,
3: her, the yeah, her motivation was okay. she, uh, her motivation wasn't to get with aragorn he was uh an attractive uh piece of man that walked into town one day um but her motivation was to do what she could to protect her uh home and family because her family had just been killed or
1: i mean and the the book did have a female heroine it's the the one that killed you know you couldn't be killed by any man i'm not well i'm not a man you know so that was that was canon
3: yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, uh, and she had a great scene, and then Eowyn uh, also took the choice to buck her father's rules, to write it on her own, and go save the hobbits at the river.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I, I like that they, they had choices to make. Uh, they weren't just, I am a woman here to serve Aragorn. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah.
3: If they had just done that, I think it would have been especially heinous. But I can definitely see where your point is coming from, Barb. Uh, they were added
1: yeah. to plump it up, I think.
3: Yeah. Uh there was um uh, we didn't see it in n- new numions, thankfully. But um I'm I also frequent a podcast called um Unexplained and we talked about representation in comics and how it's improved recently. But there is a concept in writing um called the uh the magical minority. Um where you have a character from a marginalized group show up just to do one thing and they disappear. <laughs> just so you can say you have representation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how that happens yeah. with uh, Cloak a lot. Um, and, and recently he has been given storylines, but then some old Gen X and New Moons type stuff, Cloak would show up, teleport people, and then he'd be gone. And you're like, is, is the black eye here just to do that? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, and it's so obvious that's
3: too. When do that. Yeah. Uh and a different note, Tommy and chat says Betty and Jughead make a cute couple. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are there couples that shouldn't hook up? That's what make that brings up that Good. point. Are there couples in comics that should never hook up or should never have hooked up? That That's, did and shouldn't
3: Well, I believe we do have a review, so if you don't mind, Barb, we could get to that after the break.
1: You bet. That'd be right.
3: great. So we'll cut to review now and we'll see you guys after the break. Welcome back to Silver Sunday, hosted by Bob Karelberg.
1: Hello, everybody. We're back. Uh, While I'm thinking about it, um, you should definitely go to our website, silverlinecomics.com, and check out the contents there. You can order our books. Uh, If you've missed some of the back issues, you can order them through the comics website and uh, take a look at what our current roster is doing and also interviews with uh, some of our creators. So now we're back to romance and comics, and I'm going to ask our participants what they think um, makes a good romance uh, storyline, writing-wise. Jump in.
2: It's funny. I kind of wrote, I did write a romantic storyline into my Gollins comic I'm doing now, but it's kind of unrequited. Uh, If you read the story, you kind of understand why. I'm trying to figure out when I wrote it what did I think that was good about it I don't know maybe it's I just idea that two people feel that way about each other but then each one of them is kind of clueless like you the reader know but they're kind of clueless that they feel that that way about each other I think it's always fun until one of them finally figures it out or whatever
1: well that's a very popular trope Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how about you guys
3: I think for me, it always comes down to uh, agency. I have to believe that both people are real characters um, and that they're not, the romance doesn't just serve the plot, that there is genuine reason for them to be interested. Either they come in bearing the same sort of baggage as before, or as being roll into characters, they have some sort of ancillary, ancillary interest that they end up having in common. It's not just male lead, female lead must kiss because that is what you do as a writer. Um, and it, uh, they have to not just serve to save the other person. Um, I have to believe that they're making choices outside of the obvious route. Um, so it's not just one character serves to exist; this other character in a romantic capacity, because um, then you also end up dealing with some weird power dynamic issues. And their romance does not just serve the plot, but rather serves their development further as growing and multi-dimensional
2: characters. So, strange enough, I think a great example that coming back to is, is X Files again. thinking both of them were kind of like that i mean they were both agents and they were both capable they're both equal and uh but but their type of uh, like relationship was more of like not so much romantic love but it seemed to be more of like a love for like the safety of each other i mean there was kind of a romantic hint there but more the fact almost like a maybe brotherly sisterly love like Mm. more of a family But again, I think that's... I was thinking of examples we were talking about, Tim, and that's when it popped to mind that that sort of... They're both in it. I mean, they're both investigating these cases together as partners. And so the romance there is there in the background, but it's not the thing propelling the story. Mm -hmm. Not in the least. Yeah.
1: John? What do you Uh, like? What do you think (laughs)
6: makes
1: a good... What do you think it makes a good romance? I mean there's got to there's so many tropes out there. there there's there's the uh the oblivious love, you know, the unrequited love, there's <sighs> the uh there's the the couple that one of them has a deep dark secret. You know. I'm going to be
4: honest here. I don't really go looking for the romance
5: stuff. It's fine. Uh
4: be honest. Uh He's
2: just like yeah. the action stuff,
4: yeah. But not necessarily just the action stuff. I mean,
2: I don't know. we need to get John a good Viking romance story, that's, <laughs> that's what will turn John to the dark side.
4: <laughs> John is writing something.
1: <laughs>
2: name... Oh, have, have I spilled the beans? I'm sorry.
1: Is her name Brunhilde?
2: Negative. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Negative goes
1: <laughs> Okay.
4: And I'm kind of thinking if something like that may be in there, but I haven't fully I don't want to make it to where it's necessarily needed to further the plot.
2: Mm, yeah.
4: I guess something that's there in the background that can kind of help assist the plot At times, but not like if it wasn't for the plot, this wouldn't be.
2: Do you think one of the weaknesses about the Barbara, like Superman and Loris Lane, is that they were not equal, like power wise? I mean, that's that seems to be like I went like John. I was kind of wondering that too, John. Like, Mm -hmm. only the woman and Superman seem more equal, do you think that that sort of equal power or equal, like?
4: Um, well you can see well i, I guess it, it kind of goes back to that i mean you don't need okay we got to insert lois lane into what's going on into the plot of this in order right. to you know uh, remind everybody they have a relationship
3: yeah but like the issue that i had mentioned is i see that a lot in lois lane where lois lane exists to serve as Clark Kent's interest and the romance serves to serve the plot there's not
2: well, she also serves to give Superman a weakness, like an Achilles' heel. But mean, he's also
4: got brain. Uh, what is it? Brain, brain, uh, mind controls a weakness, and magic's a weakness.
2: Well, that sort of weakness, and that somebody can can get to him through her. I mean, Batman, I guess, kind of, but yeah. that sort of like, you know, I mean, I I mean, the original, you know,
4: Superman original- generally cares for people
2: right because of the way he was raised
4: you don't need to have somebody he loves there in danger in order for him to sit there and make those same choices mm.
2: that's Point. that is yeah okay, that's I like that's actually a reference to like almost like a biblical story which superman very much is that kind of concept that is played You can, he wants to save the city If you
4: endanger citizens of the city, he's going to make choices that are similar to some of the same choices he would make trying to save Lois.
1: Right, I agree.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like Richard Donner did a good job in the original one when you know he saved everyone, but he couldn't save Lois, and so I think
4: we just I think we just said that the folks who write Superman with Lois Lane being the love interest are (laughs) lazy.
3: uh in the chat tommy says aunt may and uncle ben made a great couple till peter got ben killed thanks peter
1: (laughs) (laughs) anybody else in the chat have an opinion on romance (laughs) i i think this is a really good point i've never been a fan of lois lane i've always Mm -hmm. thought she was a prop Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah the the world's supposed to be the prop not the individual yeah come to think of it i'm actually trying to think of can you think of any other superhero out there that does not have that immediate romantic connection with some i mean because superman and lois lane have you ever can you remember a time before superman didn't i mean it's always been superman and lois lane as far as i know now i'm trying to think of any other superhero that like they're always one or the other. I mean, nobody can actually, even though she may be a prop, no one can imagine Superman without Lois Lane. I, I guess kind of almost like Batman or Bro- well, Batman. When you think
4: of <laughs> Superman and Lois Lane in terms of what originally was brought out as, think about the time that Superman came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It was very much uh, man, take care of everything. Woman, here. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Right, but do you ever think the fact that since he was the first superhero and very romance comics are popular, that the Lois Lane Superman thing was a way of tying into that success of the romance comic, maybe a little by giving him a romance? I don't know. I'm just speculating here. I don't know if that was ever intentional, because considering he was a superhero. First kind of superhero romance comics are still <clears throat> big. Kind of like, well, okay, we'll put a romance in here because romance comics sell, but he's still a superhero. I don't know
1: that period right after world war ii where they had this huge huge it it was like almost a fairy tale period where uh you look back on it you've got the 50s you know everybody's the husband comes home with the pipe darling and she hands him a martini and all that stuff like that it was the the whole ideal of the perfect life um, and the and the little woman taking care of bringing the slippers to the man and stuff like that was really played up. And I wonder, you know, I wonder if that was that played into the fact that they had to have a little woman. You
2: know, yeah, but she was pretty fiercely independent in the comics, wasn't she? I mean, yeah. even though she got in the trouble and stuff and always had to be saved. She was a pretty independent uh, person. I don't know. It's just, it's, I'm just trying. I'm honestly just trying to think of any other superhero that you can think of them. Without, like, I mean, would you ever consider I mean, would Lois Lane almost be like a sidekick? Is that Superman's sidekick? I don't know. That seems weird, but.
1: I don't think she was empowered enough to be a sidekick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they just, didn't they just announce another uh, Lois Clark and Lois TV show? Yeah, they're married. Yes. Yeah. I know. I'd
4: actually go as far as saying that you can take out the whole tension between Catwoman and Batman. And you can still make
6: everything
1: work just fine. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Batman, what I think, was always meant to be a loner.
6: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah.
1: We're, there's other being lone like, wolves. You know, Wolverine, I think, is a lone wolf. Yeah. Well, Wolverine. But he I, works good with the women, though, too. I,
4: he, but he always
3: comes in. I always like Wolverine because uh, he always put. Uh, <laughs> despite being. Uh, his backstory being a murder bot. Um, he's always written in a such a way to be a. Positive male uh, character in the same presence as uh, females. There's no power dynamic grabs. It's always just, but uh, I mean, with him and Jubilee, he since becomes an adoptive dad um, or adoptive yeah. older brother. Same thing with Shadowcat. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Cat and also especially with X twenty three, since she is more or less his daughter. Cloning right. is weird, uh, and um, he he always is trying to put himself in harm's way or at least be a positive role model showing like you can do things in certain ways, you can always try to put others above yourself and um, at the same time be the listening ear for these females in his life. And He's then,
1: always losing his love interest. Yeah. And then they he has to off. They always kill him off.
4: Well the only one he hasn't lost is what well, he hasn't had to kill off a store. Mm-hmm. Got and, together
2: with Storm. When did this happen?
4: Yeah, I didn't know he was with Storm. <laughs> they got together for a little bit uh, yeah. at one point and then they got they, they separated and then after Storm left T'Challa mm-hmm. to get back with Wolverine. Say
3: so, because was well, that wasn't was that Claremont or Lobel Because that's an older one. Honestly, it might be Lobel Yeah. Claremont I can't I don't, remember. I don't remember I'm honestly
4: I can't remember, but I remember the page where T'Challa's like, tell me it's not him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the look of disdain is just. <laughs> yeah.
3: think, was... That you have anyone being with Wolverine almost doesn't make sense at surface value because you got Wolverine, he's a stocky brawler dude who. Yeah. <laughs> his first response is to snick at someone, but. Um...
4: <laughs> yeah, but St- Storm grew yeah. up on the streets. So.
3: Yeah. Uh, but uh, so
4: she, she connects really well with Wolverine
3: yeah and then we also see Wolverine's other side of the fact that he's the, he's been in so much war throughout his life that he wants to stop other people from having anything similar to his own experience he is such a protector archetype that he's uh, he his cold his cold front is just that of front he's actually very warm underneath and Storm having that same sort of uh, facade makes a really strong connection
2: with that in my opinion too I think The other couple I liked the next one was um Longshot and Dazzler. I always thought they were funny. Huh. Did you not know they were together? No. Yeah. You guys yeah, never knew they that? They oh yeah. Yeah. Minutes, so. Yeah, yeah. Longshot and to Dazzler yeah. together for a good while.
4: Yeah. Here's one that caught everybody off guard though. It was uh
2: was it the late
4: nineties, early two thousand when they did this uh Shatterstar and Richter.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
4: I yeah.
1: remember that. Somebody's mentioned Tony Stark, my favorite guy. Well, I, I, I kind of mentioned that. We, we, we,
3: I, I, I kind of mentioned that. The, the, the ship that's always kind of weird to me is uh, Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. While she's working at his company, I was like, "That's a weird power dynamic." I have issues with this.
1: That is a little. She's <laughs> been. He's been with uh, the Wasp. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he's like the. He's the playboy of, mm-hmm. of comics, you know. Yeah. So
4: yeah, hey, uh, is the Bruce Wayne a
1: Marvel? one?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I,
3: I, I like the.
1: Oh, do I notice a little sarcasm <laughs>
3: there? So on the, the unexplained podcast, is on. We kind of mentioned this briefly, but uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne uh, have the same superpower, which is planning and money. <laughs> but Tony yeah. Stark also has yeah. lasers, so therefore he wins. <laughs> but um
1: i, I think robots. he's more charming yeah. yeah and robots i think he's more charming too
3: yeah that's, but i I, I also saw that tony stark is kind of the same problem with bruce lane in terms of relationships Is that he is a self-sabotaging character mm-hmm. which we saw a lot of in the demon in the bottle episode uh series or run yeah Well, um but there's a lot also, of
1: self-hatred
3: there's a lot of self-hatred and also an in international and superior iron man it was just you saw him get so full of himself, but in all the entire time, he's just drinking himself into a grave behind all that. And, There's a lot more
4: arrogance you get with Tony Stark yeah. than you get with Bruce.
1: This is true. He's a much more... I mean, I think they're both deeply, deeply flawed characters.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, with a lot of baggage. Yeah. Uh, and, but I think Bruce is angrier about it and mm tony is more self-hating about
3: yeah it. and i think that's also in terms of uh bromances uh i think that also works really well with his relationship with cap whereas cap is so righteous to the point of being self-righteous whereas uh tony is self-hatred underneath, underneath arrogance you always get the point where cap is trying to uh convince tony to become the hero that he really is um and not given to self-hate. Whereas Tony's uh, will yell at Cap to stop being so full of himself and
1: uh, self-righteous. Yeah,
3: take the uh, either the more pragmatic or the more responsible approach, rather than the uh, optimistic or virtuous approach.
1: And I think you've you've uh, hit on another aspect of romance, and that's the bromance. Mm. And I love bromance. Yeah, I absolutely adore bromance. It's mm. one of my favorite tropes. Yeah um the the cap and and uh uh and iron man and bromance, uh,
4: world, what? Think, bromance isn't it more like just like a really good friendship <laughs>
1: yeah they're like very very tight yeah star skiing so, hutch you know it's the star and hutch of comics i think that's <laughs> i mean guys can have an incredibly uh, a close relationship without being romantic
6: mm-hmm.
1: you know i i love romance and i think yeah. i think it is a form of romance it's you love that person you love them yeah. like a brother you would die for them
3: i think yeah that's, that's love that's oh i'm really looking forward to the uh falcon and winter soldier series especially after yeah. the events of secret empire where we saw that bromance really developed in the comics and now seeing what that looked like on screen especially with i think it's
1: hilarious
3: yeah with they're both great actors so i'm very excited to see where that goes
1: (laughs) i mean is it Uh, romance love yeah you'd get you'd die for this person i mean what higher form of love is there yeah Yeah. (laughs) everybody goes so what's some of the best bromances in comics
3: uh Wolverine and Robin Nightcrawler. And yeah, Wolverine, Nightcrawler. Um, I would also say uh, I'm going to do a DC reference this time, but uh, uh, Red Hood and Arsenal. That's a uh, newer one, and it's also very interesting to see because they're both very violent people.
1: Violent people. <laughs> <laughs> but Batman and Robin.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sure. That's that's like one of the obvious ones.
6: Uh,
1: Peter Peter is Parker it? and Peter Parker and Deadpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, That's more
4: in Deadpool's hit.
1: True.
3: Well uh well it well like, you get to see more of it. <laughs> when they did the crossover they included Punisher and Cable and they're both very kind of uh tack a turn just practical people at the time, but then Peter Parker and Deadpool were trying to romance the relationship. I think this is during the Age of Strife. That was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> it's just they were set up in uh, Dimension M or whatever. Uh, Cable and uh, Punisher had sniper positions, and Peter Parker and Deadpool come into fast food because they jumped dimensions. And you're like, "What are you doing? What's going on?" And you're like, "Yeah, we're just hanging out. It's a good time. bros." <laughs>
1: Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. <laughs> I, love that. I love those two.
3: God, what's the... that's what that's what the DC Cinematic Universe messed up on is They didn't start with the Booster Gold movie.
1: I know the Justice League <laughs> when uh, that run on Justice League w- with a JM is it Dematis? is it is that how you pronounce it um that was just <laughs> yeah. brilliant run and they, yeah. were fr- they were such they're all living in like a big frat house right yeah and you had ice and uh fire and ice and booster and blue beetle and i can't remember who else but that was that was love that run because they were all like in the big frat house and, yep. and, and just being idiots
3: and tommy just backed up that uh uh blue and booster relationship yeah you know.
1: and getting out of uh dc marvel you've got uh skywise and cutter in the uh, elf quest series mm. yeah uh-huh.
2: there were some of my face. I'm trying to think of any others um yeah, because you guys are talking about Marvel and DC. I haven't. I think the X Men is the only thing I read. I read some Avengers stuff, but like if you guys talk X Men, I can do that. But beyond that, I,
1: I right, know so very little.
2: The, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry.
1: So, who's the big bromance uh, in X Men?
3: Uh, depends on who is alive at the moment. Um, <laughs> I think it right does kind of <laughs> depend on who's alive. I think right now. Uh, and I think
4: it's Wolverine and Nightcrawler's yeah. probably. Yeah, so
3: Wolverine Nightcrawler's probably the best one the longest running. Um, uh, also, um, Wolverine Colossus at times. Right now, actually, see a really weird <clears throat> bromance between uh, Xavier and Magneto. And That's also, yeah, long running one. Yeah, and then now with the Hickman run, where the the mutant state of Krakoa, we're now. All the mutants have allied themselves and say, "Like, all right, no more dead mutants." Now you see this really weird ship where Xavier and Magneto are the fathers of a giant family that includes Mister Sinister, Exodus, Apocalypse, and you're like, "How does this work?" Because comics, um, but it's really <laughs> the way it's they for fun- it
4: layered. It it, it works. It,
3: it's it's. I, god, i I really I enjoy the I enjoy I enjoy when X Men gets into the politics of establishing a mutant state. I like the Genosha storyline. Um, I liked uh, Planet M. It's it's all and this is so much fun for me. What's going on right now? But also I like um how they set it up. They gave a lot of agency to Moira McTaggart, who in admittedly in Lodewell's Run at was kind of just. There to uh, establish a school and be smoochy partners with Professor Xavier. Um, but now she, all of everything, they explained that everything that happened in the X-Men, all the reason they've had success recently is because of her. And they gave her so much story. And I really appreciate giving Moira so much uh, agency going into it.
2: You're talking about the Jonathan Hickman run? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, that right I, there, I, and that
4: that explains a lot of the whole different alternate timelines that oh, the yeah. x
2: have had, too. So. See, I, I'm i probably the only one that did, did not like that. <laughs> Sorry. I, I liked Moria McTarget when she was human. I did not like the fact they made her a mutant. Mm. Uh, because I, I it, it's 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 Aaron, because she was a research scientist who worked mm. with Xavier. She was a research scientist, and the Keeper's a research scientist. No, she's a mutant. I'm like, Okay. But everybody, it adds another Everybody's layer. a mutant? Yeah. But, well, it, well, it just gets like everybody's with the X Men. Like, are there any human contacts? No, they're all secretly mutants. Uh, uh, obviously, they're all mm-hmm. mutants because everyone has to be a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they, well, even a, Everybody
4: sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: I pretty much tossed the X Men aside a little bit after Claremont's run. I like the Claremont's run and then. Yeah and then everything I've read so far I did, like I said, I did not like the X I think it was pretty much when the X gene came in when the X gene came in, I pretty much just tossed X-Men I was just like, I'm, I'm done <laughs> I'm done, I'm sorry, I just I mean, it was it, there was some sort of concept of genetics and then they're like, no, there's one gene it's like, okay, that's not how genetics works and I know it's comic <laughs> books, but still I just, I just, I can't it no. I just, sorry. It's,
1: it's called suspension of disbelief
2: and, and it's that- not happening with me on that one what?
3: Sorry, you, it's just
2: not going to do it.
3: The nice thing is, if you read a lot of uh <laughs> Bell and then um, uh, Brubaker, you have even needs a disbelief because they go super hard into like, like here's how genetic viruses work with the apocalypse and strife runs. You know, like, yeah. Ages ago, someone just started playing God of Genetics and then they Kree developed the and they, there's, there's a whole bunch of issues where it's just uh, pop fiction uh, science magazine. Yeah, yeah i've read a i have read I think i read
2: like i'm not sure if i've read Ru i read the, the new x men mm. that started getting a little bit i don't know that i i i liked the x men to a point and then i just i don't know there was there were some things like i'm one of those people like look like it doesn't have to be scientifically accurate but sometimes you make stuff scientifically accurate. You actually make it much more interesting. Mm. Many comics I read, Uh, Appleseed is another one. Appleseed, when he wrote that, he studied SWAT tactics and SWAT techniques. And that makes that comic a thousand times more interesting than any other action movie because you actually see how these guys are trained, what they're doing, the way they uh, do things. And so Appleseed has actually kind of ruined me for a lot of other action comics and movies because every time I seem like, yeah, it doesn't work that way real life and actual reality and sticking to science things that works make things much more interesting than me like no no it's no it's comics it's just, just like, okay
1: I, I have a tendency uh-huh. to do that too in uh, i'm uh proofreading over the script for divinity three mm-hmm. and um ra had had uh some bad guys shooting an uzi from a ridge over and i'm like yeah you can't that sh- an uzi is a short-range weapon yeah. you have yeah. to have uh you have to have, and I I named off, you know, a couple of Mossbergs or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the, the makes and the models for a longer range. If you're going to use the Uzi, you got to get up a lot closer.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because looking... I was
1: I was raised in a family that likes. Guns.
3: I'm looking forward to the uh, the aftermarket critiques. <laughs> yeah, you that... can't... I'm looking forward to the aftermarket critiques that AJ, John, and I will get on Wolf Hunter because we have a lot of historical reference to vehicles and places in 1940 England during the Blitz. And someone's going to come and be like, "Well, actually, back then this thing would have had this
2: here and not here." And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, get that. <laughs> There's always that. Yeah. But at least if you're just a little, uh, uh, a little, the, you don't have to be. Yes, yeah, I've, I
3: I've done so much. I have bookmarked the book. The uh, uh, database of historical law in England, right? I've read English legal code pertaining to nineteen forty. Right? right in a comic book.
2: <laughs> I think it just makes it interest. I think yeah. when people do their research, I think it can make it can kind of push the believability and of, it, of stuff a little bit more. And
3: that's why you need to have believable Romances, because if any one of our partners go. just came in and was it's like, from Mossberg, "I'm back from saving the world," now go make me dinner.
2: It's like, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, strange enough, the book I'm working on for Silverline, I'm in the back of my head. I this will never be in the comic, but I'm all like, "Oh yeah, these, these guys in the future, so they'd be using caseless ammunition by this time in the future." And and I'm just like, "Okay," and it wouldn't be ejected, you know. And like I, I like so, is stuff in the comics, no, but it just makes the characters much more interesting for mm. me to design as a solo like functioning unit instead of like they have gun it's like no how would they actually function how would technology expand into the future and do Mm -hmm. this um that's what i was i mean strange enough when i was in the like because we're referencing a lot of aliens for this book and that's what he said i mean and james cameron does that stuff all the time like they're like yeah the pulse rifles and aliens yeah they used to do relationships like they did demo Man? what
4: Just don't do relationships like they did Demolition
2: Demolition. But they like, he's like, yeah, I think it was like, I think the 32 millimeter pulse, uh, caseless ammunition for the pulse rifles isn't necessary for the movie. No, but it just shows that he's actually thinking like if they're in the future, this is how guns would eventually go. Mm -hmm. This is why in the Aliens movies, you don't see any ejecting brass because they don't have any brass. Yes. It's all caseless ammunition. So it's like that stuff. It's like we, me and my friend have sat there and contemplated how the actual smart guns work
0: because mm-hmm. they don't
2: seem to have any ammunition. And they, when they un- actually undo the ammunition in that one scene in the Aliens, it gets all the aliens. They pop this sort of magnetic. So we're saying that's probably not the ammunition. That's probably just the connector for the ammunition the ammunition is probably stored somewhere in the back or in the gun somewhere but we haven't and i'm sure i can look this up and research it but that kind of stuff is cool cameron does that all the time in his movies which makes him a thousand times more interesting
1: (laughs) you don't have to suspend your disbelief quite as much
2: no no so yeah i don't know so x-men x-men kind of went a little bit I was just thinking like, yeah, if you did some really you know but then again I read the comic and there's a lady who control weatherworth or mind. So I mean, what do I know? I <laughs> I uh, yeah, so I mean there's a, a sense of disbelief
3: in that. I mean, anytime you get into anything with cape of like cape characters, you have to assume that things are just gonna stop making sense at a certain point and it's yeah. And no you you just... more
1: capes. No more capes. <laughs> Never made sense you know, to me in yeah. the first
2: place. Wait a minute Dude, I, I don't think a lot of superheroes even have capes anymore no when they redu- I think they get rid of them.
3: they even reduced the amount of pouches <laughs> they did yeah
4: but, okay, that's it i gotta bring it back
3: yeah, but uh but <laughs> when you have so
4: much Just pl-
3: when he, when you have so much room to play with and kind of your other world building you can spend so much time thinking about your relationships and how you can research right. and think about how your own romantic relationships or how like if you have positive role matters in life how that relationship works and draw that yeah. influence i mean the amount of time we spent researching guns or world, world war 2 history you could spend thinking about how how does the whole courting in western culture or eastern culture or your science fiction culture work how would what are good manners? um
1: Avatar.
3: Yeah, because those characters are going to have to still do that kind of stuff even if it's not the main focus. Uh, That's the reason why Scott is jokingly Scott Summers is jokingly a terrible dater, and I don't understand how he's had three marriages. Uh, One of which being successful. (laughs) Uh, And
4: actually, surprisingly, his brother is so much better.
3: Havoc is a nice
2: person. He's just a nice person. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Uh, Unless you get him and Scott together...
2: And then the, do they fight? I didn't think they fought that much, did they? Or they, well, they've actually. They fought twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Wasn't that, that was always a weird thing that their powers couldn't affect each other? I always thought that was such a weird concept. No, I because so then I it ends mean.
4: up just being a sibling brawl. And it looks. Yeah. So, yes, it makes sense.
2: So, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's, yeah, because the way I did my romance in my comic, it's based on stuff that I've gone through. <laughs> oh really no yeah.
1: oh i'll nice. have to pay special attention now when I read
3: deep, <laughs> deep insights into aaron's dating life <laughs> yeah <Uh-oh.
1: laughs> i think one of my, one of my favorite favorite bromances in comics is james rhodes and tony stark mm. um, war machine and and uh and iron man i I just they've been the best friends since college and they've just always had each other's back i, I yeah. just like that just like uh, the, you mean Rhodes
4: is always babysat
1: that so, too Two. <laughs> so tell,
2: What is if this bromance is what is the two best girlfriends? the is that just girlfriends? The two best friends that are female. Is there a term for that bromance? Is there another term?
1: Sisters. Sister. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
1: You know. Uh, yeah. The sisterhood. No,
2: there's that
3: one. What's <laughs> well, it? Well, well, it was uh, Harley and uh, Poison Ivy until it became an actual uh, romance, and yeah. that's been great so far. But uh, the one I can think, think of right now is. Uh probably either Hawkeye Kate Bishop and probably America Chavez or Yeah. Hawkeye Kate Bishop and America Chavez, especially after West Coast Avengers. Um they've had that same sort of sisterly relationship where uh they, sisterhood. Yeah, they handle each yeah. other's hotheadedness at times or they um are there to support each other when Kate's questioning her skills as a new leader, uh when after Clint has to duck or uh, America has stuff happening with her romantic relationship, and Kate has to be there for her. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Jubilee
3: and X23. Yeah. 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 Both with uh, <laughs> Father Wolverine.
4: I mean, that's the reason why there's, Jubilee took always... so special
3: interest
2: yeah.
1: in
4: X23. Yeah. He just
1: there's... picks up strays, as so I guess he can... Yeah. No.
2: <laughs> I think the entire island of Themyscira.
1: Yes. I mean,
2: literally. That's <laughs>
1: Mm. that would be like the ultimate sisterhood
2: yeah 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 this doesn't seem i'm trying to think of like
1: but you're best. right there you're right there isn't a um a lot of examples of sisterhood as opposed to mm-hmm. romances
2: yeah because yeah, i'm actually trying to think of of some also the That's stats the stats on female
3: leads or female heroes uh in the last 20 years compared to the 50 years before yeah. that or whatever.
5: It's
3: yeah, I think as we get more female heroes, I'm hoping to get more positive examples.
4: Oh, Harley Quinn and Power Girl.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) So I was gonna say that was for Diana and Donna Troy, but they're actually sisters. Mm -hmm. So fire and ice, fire. Oh, yeah, there was, Yeah. yeah, wasn't that the that was DC, right? Yeah, yeah trying to think even at Elfcrest were there any wasn't there like two uh, the female elves that really got along together
1: well there was uh Lita and Shenshan were sisters but but I there
2: were like two other of like the uh
1: they all got along well. very well yeah
2: <laughs> well yeah my friend keeps giving me crap about the scene and I think it was a third book yeah they, nah, they, I, they I had a I let they, him read the story, and that's all he brought up. He's like, "You mean the one with the with the with the elves?" I'm like, "Yes, they all love each other. They love they have
1: it. a different view on sexuality." Yes, and I was like, human. "Yes."
2: So that's all he could get out of the story. I'm like, "Okay." So he still gives me crap about it. I'm like, "Whatever." And I didn't even remember the scene when he told me. I'm like, "I don't even remember." This. I read back, and it was like what two panels or a panel?
1: I mean, and before was, in yeah. "Strangers in Paradise," before uh oh gosh now i third up. francine and Kachu um get finally get together in the end they've been best friends since high school i mean they do you
2: think it kind of ruined their relationship that they got together do you think it would have been better if they did not get together
1: no i like the fact that they're raising their kids together i like that yeah um and I mean that I think that was the ultimate goal in his storyline anyway yeah. because we always knew that Cachou was in love with Francine and Francine had to get there eventually through you know all kinds of other things but um the entire series is based around just like Supernatural really is based around this bond between two people uh for in in uh in Strangers in Paradise, it's the best yeah. friendship of these two girls. And that's the entire series is based around that. And in Supernatural, the entire series is based around the brotherly bond between uh Sammy Sam and Dean. Dean. Sam and yeah. Dean, you know.
2: Yeah, it's the thing is, do you think it ever because I you're talking about a lot of the bromances, a lot of the bromances there's never any if I remember there's never any inclination that there's any romantic aspect with most oh, of the sisters, uh... there's always is is there? Oh,
3: I mean, one just recently kind of, well, I mean, I think it broke, I think, yeah, I think uh, it's newer and it has the record for being the first male same-sex couple on comic was uh, Wiccan and Hulkling. For a while, they were just oh, yeah, yeah, friends yeah. and then they... Oh, no, because
4: Star
2: Richter was before that.
3: Well, that's the first yeah. marriage to happen on. Because now they're... We had, a, yeah.
2: what was it, Northstar? Well, Northstar...
3: Northstar North was married, but he never got, <laughs> we never really saw his husband.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I don't, I don't remember who he was even with, yeah. but it's funny because it seems like most of the sister relationships oh, yeah. are really yeah. good female best friends wow. they usually have some sort of sexual tension or romantic tension, but I, a lot yeah. of the bromance don't. Wow. I kind of wonder oh, yeah. why that. Is. Uh, he...
5: hello,
3: male <laughs> fragil- fragility and heteronormative.
5: Uh, that's i was just kind
2: yeah. of wondering like because i'm thinking i like you yeah, i was thinking of like some of the sisters and a lot yeah. of them like like you said harley quinn and poison ivy i would think like i'm like they're together and i'm like okay well that
3: well yeah i think the one uh that i uh, that um, doesn't really show any signs of that because uh i think one of them is still in a relationship yeah is uh magic and kitty pride
2: okay yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: they they've uh since they became friends after eliana became demon queen <laughs>
2: i would almost say Jean gray and storm i think for a while they were mm-hmm. very close yeah
1: i think yeah. that's beca- probably because society <clears throat> can accept two women together
6: yeah easier
2: mm-hmm.
1: than it can accept two men together i have no problem with either one yeah. but comic book readers i tend to be <clears throat> more of the
2: yeah. macho yeah
1: you Know type so, but it's just always is so totally weird that acceptable. so
2: many of the sister things have to venture. Like, well, we hope they get together, but none of the the is no one ever thinks of that.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, what there was, was a while for uh, before Bobby Drake got his boo, um, yeah, there, there, they hinted to North Star and Bobby uh, having had crushes on each other for a while. Okay, until <laughs> North Star had a husband who has been hidden somewhere in Canada.
1: And, and uh, I think it's been hinted at in comics, too, that Tony Stark is so hedonistic that he's bisexual. He doesn't care.
2: I, just, I believe it. I, I, I kind of yeah. got that sense, too, yeah. that, you know, when I've read his stuff, that he's just cool. like, if it has a pulse sort of thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, yeah. it didn't really seem... If it feels good, go
1: for yeah. it.
4: Go for yeah. it, well, yeah. Here's, here's, here's one of those couples that nobody really thinks about, like, at all, is apollo and
2: Midnighter.
3: oh yeah 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 Uh, Yeah, no no one thinks about that and
4: they're not and they're like two badasses
2: yeah and i think they started Mm -hmm. i think they started out as a couple if i'm not mistaken and in the authority i think they i don't think they came together i think they were already together when the story started which was cool i mean that was it was an already established relationship there was nothing (coughs) uh, leading up to it um yeah i always did like that yeah i uh i couldn't get into mark miller's run that got a little like like the first authority and then the second authority i read that i'm like oh, a little too violent mark
3: mark miller's definitely an acquired taste i love it but i also love. <laughs> I hyper- like mark uh, miller i like
2: there's some stuff i like in his but there's some stuff where i'm like wow i didn't think i had a violence threat <clears throat> mark has crossed that numerous times thank you i'm so- also
3: super into like warhammer 40k so hyper violence is kind of my jam but- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Wolf Hunter is actually kind of like a weird tone down for me. Uh being historical spy fiction, uh, not you know science fiction with um <laughs> guys throwing hammers through each other's heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I had to tone so down a
1: couple of scenes in Divinity when when RA wrote that it's like, right, shoots him at point blank rage. I'm like, can we do this off screen? Because this is supposed yeah. to be kind of a <clears throat> All ages.
3: Yeah, I I do <laughs> yeah. manage to get uh someone's head on uh, like dead center for at least one death uh, a book though so far in the run so that is kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hitting my threshold that's hitting like okay I'm satisfied with this I've had someone die <laughs> point blank.
1: Oh yeah, there's definitely violence yeah. in Divinity. I just don't want it yeah. to be so violent mm-hmm. that parents are going, oh, oh. <laughs> what's my child reading?
3: Yes. Uh my mother bought me Venom and. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm trying to Venom. It PG, yeah. but not r
2: you're not gonna go the the, the hard r yeah no, the hard just, r. Think, yeah there's a few comics that have gone saga was yeah. one that, saga, that got yeah. me because it was just I, I, it was the story is okay but some of the scenes just i don't mind scenes like that if they are context of story but i find it really weird when people just doing random Scenes like that mm-hmm. for no apparent reason because they can. It doesn't have anything to do with the story. no yeah, that's my issue um, with
3: uh, the Game of Thrones TV shows as opposed to the books. Like the yeah, books, the, they all they like. Okay, here's like two sentences mentioning what's happening, and then we're going to expose from this point on. Whereas the right. TV show, it's just and hard cut.
2: <laughs> and sad. yeah, it was the uh, yeah the TV show that got it that got to me where it's like they put all the money into these gory shots and, and other stuff, and I'm like okay you know I, I yeah i don't know i don't really grasp i think there's a way to show intense violence with having like either off screen or hinting at it i think and well, of course yeah. i mean I, well, almost... yeah
3: I, uh, the thing is just the my bfa talking but uh everything has to in some way serve the character or the plot so i am a fan of hyper violence right. but what is that progressing forward uh what change is happening at the top of the page to the bottom of the page. Right. If uh it's a moment like where um Zemo beheads a random shield agent in order to cause emotional change in cap. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. But if exactly. it's but if it's just Zemo going around slashing people and we don't have any change happening, then it's it can be cool eye candy, but you're not developing anything. There's no story happening and you're essentially just giving your artist a exercise in splatter physics, you're not telling a story right
2: you're not telling the story strange <laughs> enough that one of the comics that was just brutally violent was that invincible comic and I really mm-hmm. did you finish reading the whole thing tim
3: i've I've read the first volume. I'm planning on going through and reading it before the Amazon show okay because
2: if you like hyper violence yeah have fun this <laughs> this gets but it actually does serve a concept of the story that yeah I, uh but yeah, for a superhero <sighs> story, oh my Oh my God! Yeah, they just <laughs>
6: they yeah. go through
2: some intense stuff in that in that. Yeah, and I because that's the first thing when I heard they were animating it, I'm like, are they gonna keep all that stuff? And a family from the trailer. They and better they right.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one of my favorite things that has both hyper and a strong relation, well, strong relationship that doesn't get served anywhere else. Uh, I would like to see it progress more, but I get why they didn't. Was uh, as a short run on X Force called Sex and Violence that had a relationship between Wolverine and Domino and is also during age of apocalypse part two. And is this so
1: after the uh, comics code w- uh, was lifted,
3: uh, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was after it was lifted or at the time where Marvel just said we're ignoring it, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it was um, very, there's a lot of violence happening. There is a lot, but there's mm. such a short, um, essentially dump uh, of comic compared to the year long story they're telling that the story got so condensed that the violence, the relationships, the sex, it all served to either expose or develop this greater part of the story because they're telling this part of it. And I think that was a really good showcasing of uh, condensing and having all of your different elements serve the plot.
1: And do you think regular comics, I mean, normal mainstream comics have become more a risque
3: i i, I think do. media I, has in
4: general
3: yeah I think we just brought, we,
4: we did bring up a book called uh, sex criminals right
2: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it's uh i, I that's one of my i, I don't know I, I can remember who i was talking this about it's like i think it's sometimes it feels like a little bit like like some of the books are written or drawn by people just out of high school not in a bad way and then in other words you know you can't do this stuff now we're out of high school now we've graduated to adulthood so now i get to do everything and so they just draw (laughs) violence and 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 sex just everywhere and i'm just like there's no real rhyme or reason like we can draw this now like and they they just isn't there
4: there a lot of that going on in uh what uh,
2: manga no, not strangely enough. Well, there's a certain genre. <laughs> there's, a certain of genre. <laughs> there's a genre, but yeah, but not. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think. I uh, mean, not. yeah, because uh, there's
1: always been underground comics. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I know, mean, but I, in
1: mainstream, yeah. I think it's. I think they're getting much more risque.
3: Yeah, I think. Uh, I think also it's kind of a media and in, in general thing. Um, it is, but it's almost everything comes in waves. Because uh, if you look at Shakespearean writing as well as the other prose published at the time. Mm-hmm. There is an ongoing joke in any theatre troupe, which is count how many that's after ton Uh penis jokes are in each Shakespearean play, or how many times they reference yeah. other things. <laughs> uh and then we enter into the Puritanical era after that. The eighteen hundreds, we got a uh, the I'm going into welcome to your master class on literature. Um we go into the epistolary becomes popular and we get a lot of uh romantic letter style stories uh one such uh published out of germany is about a man's uh writing unrequited love letters in epistolary format and the book ends with him uh essentially um shooting himself with his dueling gun and they're doing historical like consensus afterwards they found that there was actually a rise of suicides in europe after that book came out and then we enter into uh, early 90s, early 1900s, um, and the classical value and then the greatest generation timeline where everything became more American dream and everything like that. And then 70s onward, we get the um, sexual revolution. Mm-hmm. 80s, we get the popularization of drug use. 90s become more uh, violence and stuff. And now we're signing the last... Fifty decades are now kind of all intertwined in storytelling.
1: Well, we're yeah. way, way behind European television in yep. what we, we're willing; they're willing to go much farther than we are. We're yeah, more, not puri- as tight. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we are much more puritanical. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the U.S., but they're than... much
2: more. They don't see it as shocking
1: over there. No, yeah. no, it's yeah. perfectly normal over there. Well, it's like, the body.
2: Not, not Germany. Now, Germany will censor a lot of violence. Yeah. So when it comes to violence on TV, America is still much more violent than most shows. But as far as like romance and, and sexual what they'll, stuff, yeah, yeah. what they'll, they're much more the body it's like parts. that they'll show, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. we yeah. still you still can't see you know upper nudity here on on American TV, but you see it on European TV all the time.
2: Yeah, and they don't they don't think any. It's like just like a guy taking his shirt off. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's not it's not even phased yeah, yeah but yeah because i remember it, there's been a few video games that have come out that were violent and i know a lot of germany censored or outright banned oh. them so i know yeah. there's certain countries that and it's weird because america like the more violent it is woo-hoo, you know free, yeah. you know so it just goes off but yeah well, john we have, wick we have a,
3: yeah I, I do love john wick but we do have a, i think has something much to do with like kind of our uh our, our gun culture has influenced certain things but if you look at the uh 1600s and when um America and Europe developed separate art identities. We were in the middle of uh, essentially our puritanical culture uh, yeah. leading into the, the witch hunts. Whereas in Europe, they had the Renaissance and a whole bunch of full body art and uh, everything leading into the Enlightenment. So it's two separate identities formed. And I think if you historically, you're kind of seeing as both get a little more, liberated in ways where weird lines are being drawn for
1: each michelangelo and his lovely boys Mm
2: -hmm. well even today modern day i mean you're looking at the 70s you have the summer free love or whatever and then you get into the much more conservative 80s excuse me going into the 90s and into the year you know 2000 now the hookup culture i see is a sort of a digital version of the sort of free love movement in a way we've taken that online that so it does kind of go up and down but it will come back yeah yeah um so it's, it's 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 you know it's it's funny that um i don't know if they call it free love but yeah that the, i that stuff i like like tim does like trends that you see that go through decades where things like no bad then it comes back and then it goes and every time it comes back like the hookup culture is new and i was like no this stuff's been going through human history throughout you know the inception of human <laughs> let beings, me tell you about the greeks you know? <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> yes yeah it's always interesting to me to look at those macro sort of waves yep. that cut through human, human history.
0: Thank you for listening to the silver line podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.